Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. As you might know, I've got lots of friends that are in the United States and I'm regularly in touch with them. And I got into a discussion the other day with the host of the My Millennial Investor podcast, Nick. And he was telling me that there was a Powerball lottery in America for $500 million. And I'm like, that is one way to get rich. And I want to be rich by Powerball ticket. That would be awesome, but it would probably wreck my life. So I thought today John and I will have a chat. Sure, it is a little bit clickbaity, but there's lots of mindsety things that we will talk to you about in this episode. So today we're talking how to get rich, money mindsets the rich don't want you to know. Also, I think we'll cover, we've got money, how do we keep money? That's the big lesson here that we can learn from, but we can't do our Tuesday show without Sharesies. With the Sharesies app, you can invest the way you like and grow your wealth over the long term. Choose from 8,000 companies and exchange-traded funds on the AU, US, and NZ share markets. Invest in the things that you value. What do you value, John? Don't answer it. I'm in the middle of an ad. And remember, you can use the promo code MMM to get $10 added to your account, ready to invest when you sign up to the Sharesies app. All investing involves risks, T's and C's and fees apply. My name's Glenn James. You're joined by John Pigeon, the host of the My Millennial Property Podcast, and this is my millennial money. So John, what do you value? What do I value? Well, I think I value family and Mm -hmm. friends first and foremost, and my health, I suppose, is probably the top things that I'd value in life. And and I gauge that on if any of those things went missing, uh, there'd be a gaping hole in my life. But if your family and friends are at the top of that list of what you value, Mm. wouldn't you want health to be at the actual top so you can be around long-term to be with them and look after them? Absolutely. And there's no particular order when I said family, friends and health, right? Right, So, um, yeah. And I'm not doing gotcha journalism here. (laughs) I didn't know it was an interview process, but in any case. uh, (laughs) There we have it. (laughs) Yeah. And we get lots of notice with these sort of questions, listeners. Uh, Well, I don't. But uh, Glenn just makes them up off no, the top. No, it wasn't even on the question list. I just wanted to... I know, to, exactly I, what I'm saying. Yeah, I just want real talk with you, John. That's all I can ask right. for. And I love it. That's why I'm still here. Hey, um, how to get rich. You know, as I said at the top, Nick in the US, he's like, oh, there's a $500 million Powerball. And we had this whole chat where we were talking about what percentage you would split up. And if we won the money, like, oh, we would probably do $5 million house. And, he, and then he randomly sent me a message. He's like... What are your thoughts about being my neighbor in California? I'm like, sure, we've got the money, let's do it. So we were like strategizing, you know, what to do when we get rich. And we even talked about setting up a charitable organization, which was just a big annuity that would pump money to charity. Anyway, so within all that, I wanted to swing back around and, you know, we joke about these titles, like how to get rich and that, but there is some broader concepts that I do want to chat about because one thing is making the money 
The other side of that coin and the behaviour side is keeping the money. So within all of that, did you want to have some opening comments around this whole topic of how to get rich? Yeah, it, the the word rich seems a bit tacky, doesn't it? I yeah. think it's um, you mentioned at the start about the whole clickbait thing, and I think people do use that in in that sort of way. But I suppose the term rich, how we we use it, I suppose with our kids, is we can be rich with joy, we can be rich with friends and family, we can be rich with health. We mm. don't really talk about it from a monetary perspective, but they do because that's what they hear and see, don't they? But yeah, I don't know. It's um, I, I read somewhere about the the rich versus wealthy term and the, and the rich was considered high income, whereas the wealthy had a high net worth. Yeah. So which one would you rather? Mm. Well, gosh, can I have it all, John? Well. In this life, can I have it all? Yeah, well, <laughs> I think you can. But I, I'd choose the wealthy. Yeah, actually, I... I think you're talking about the same post. There's a podcast called How To Money and they're American and I had him on the podcast and I follow him on Instagram and I actually screenshotted that exact thing and you probably see me reach over to grab it. So I want to talk about that. Well, let's do this. So yeah, rich versus wealthy. In fact, one of the dudes at the TAFE class the other day, they've obviously found out what I do and one of the young guys like, oh, I Googled you, Glenn. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> he goes, are you rich, Glenn? And I'm like, nah, I prefer wealthy. <laughs> <laughs> so look, and just on that, everyone, like full disclosure, John and I, uh, we run a money podcast. We're not and- rich nor wealthy. <laughs> no, no. I, like in all seriousness, we've had some negative feedback in past years about uh, the wealth in our lives, okay? I'm not out here running a hair growth podcast. I'm not out here running a how to get a six pack podcast. I'm not out here running how to get skinny fast podcast. (laughs) I'm not out here doing any of that stuff. But I believe I have some authority to talk on this matter of money because I've been through the trenches. I've had lots of experience. And by the way, I'm considered wealthy. And if you want to be around people that you want to be like, well, you're in the right place when it comes to money. If you want to learn how to grow hair, don't listen to me. I'm trying. (laughs) And and, um, to, I suppose, back that up from your point of view, you've been coaching it from a very young age as well. So that gives you a position of, I suppose, respect and kudos. Yeah. and, And I hate saying those comments, but I just... Anyway, people think arrogant and all that stuff, but that's all good. Ego, I've heard it all, but I'm just being real. You know, we want to be good at what we talk about and Mm. live these principles and yeah. So all that to say, uh, this is the rich versus wealthy. Rich has high income. Rich spends money on depreciating assets. Rich cares about appearances. Rich wants instant gratification. Rich works for money, okay? Wealthy has a high net worth. Wealthy spends on appreciating assets. Wealthy doesn't care about appearances. Wealthy, strong discipline. Far out. Maybe I'm not wealthy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're definitely more rich. (laughs) Yeah, definitely more rich. I want instant gratification. Wealthy makes money work from them. So if you're after you know, Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior to make all your problems go away. I'm not your guy. This isn't it. But what we can say is we can aim for 
an ideal. We can have aspirations. I've had to learn, John, as my own wealth has increased over time and my own income has increased over time, that I have to turn down that instant gratification. Like I've had to transition from being rich to be wealthy because I think when you are rich, it's easier to lose money. When you are wealthy, you understand the principles, you understand the responsibility. And I think what I want to talk about today on the podcast as well, it's like, this is why we are so, so vocal about charitable giving on this podcast and having a generous heart and a generous mind and a generous wallet if you've got the money. If you're not there just yet, that's okay. We don't want you to give your money away if you can't afford that at the moment or if you don't have the money and you've got to, you know, provide for your own family. But you can have a generous heart and you can have a generous mindset. So we're going to talk about all this type of stuff today. And if we get time, John, in the after party, I might even share a story about um, someone who came into a lot of money and uh, blew it. Um, So what is your hard deadline today, John? No, I haven't really got one. Okay, cool, cool. All right. Is that dangerous to say that? Mm, yeah, pretty much because, you know, we can do it on our party. But, uh, let's I make it 2.30. All right, let's make it an hour and 10 from here. So um, Nathan might want to edit that out. He might be in a mood to leave it so you can see how the <laughs> sausage is made, everyone. Hey, uh, how to get rich. Well, John, if I said to you, do you want to go to a capital city in Australia or the world? We'll just say, John, I want to drop you in a capital city anywhere in the world tomorrow. Which capital city? Anywhere in the world. Anywhere in the world. Oh, jeez. Another on-the-spot question. Melbourne. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> bar out. High bar in your life. No, look, uh, no, it's probably Venice. Venice. Okay, cool. So why would you want to go to Venice? Uh, one, I haven't been there. Yep. Two, it intrigues me how old it is. Yep. And three, because I get to go on a holiday. Right. Now, my analogy is going terribly at the moment, but <laughs> all that to say is, you know, I could drop you in Venice tomorrow without a plan. You might have a few good weeks. You might have a bit of fun, mm. but you're in Venice forever. Is it going to be right for you long-term? Was it the actual city that you wanted or the city that you needed? And my actual analogy probably more suited Melbourne uh, if yeah. I if someone if someone was like I need to go to Melbourne, I could be like, all right, I can drop you in Melbourne. It might be the other side of the city, mm. so it might not be yes. actually where you need to go. So what I where want, are you going? Where am I going? Yeah, with this. Well, this is where I'm going now. Right. If you want to go somewhere, you need the exact destination. Right. Like, why do you want to go there? Venice. Okay, where do you want me to put you? What street? What hotel? I could drop you in Venice from a a plane, you could land in the canal and drown. What I'm getting at is you need to 100% understand how do I get rich? Okay, well, question is, what is rich to you? Mm. And that's going to be different for everyone. Yeah. The more you say that word, the more I don't like it. And I'm actually replacing it in my own mind with wealthy. Mm. So are we saying we don't want our podcast listeners to be rich? Well, I don't know. It just seems very Americanized. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, clickbait. Yeah. Don't know. What do you think? Like, well, it, it, I, I use rich, but not in the money sense because it it mm. just it seems dirty to me. It just seems I don't know. 
That's just interesting me. coming from a capitalist pig like yourself. Oh, whatever. But like, no, no, but I, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Like for me, it is that why because so many people land money that they haven't earned and they don't learn how to control and respect that money and it ends their life pretty mm. fast. Yeah. So I think this whole wealthy thing is, you know, you've heard that saying like get rich slow. I think that's actually getting wealthy. Getting rich slow is actually I'm building wealth because like you said, the connotation of rich is that high income, extravagant stuff. Mm. It's knowing that you know that you know that you know. And I've personally had these struggles. Like I remember that time I broke up with a girl and I was really sad and then I rocked up and I had that two-door Lexus. Yes. Yeah. Like <laughs> I like I needed that external like, oh, that I was need the, to. That was the aftermath. Yeah, I need to feel. <laughs> and mm. um, and I've grown in, you know, I'm obviously growing up, but I'm really, really learning that money does not actually solve all your internal problems. But but did you ever think it would have? Well, and this is the thing. Money doesn't make you happy, but it helps. Um, money doesn't make you happy, but it gives you options. Money doesn't make your problems go away, but it, it's almost like it gets you to a, a baseline. And what I've been talking about, you know, because I've been doing these um, digital workshops and rehashing that Maslow's hierarchy, my old saying is, you know, if you're struggling to feed yourself, clothe yourself, house yourself, you're not looking for a 10-day silent yoga retreat in India, are you? Like, because yeah. that's nah. not your focus. But I think like those studies about money buying happiness, they reckon like maybe around probably 80 or 90 grand in Australian dollars basically gives you that kind of, you get to that tipping point where you aren't as stretched as what you were. Because obviously the the more money you have, like if you're paying $600 a week rent, right? And then you get a $10,000 a year pay rise. Well, the rent doesn't go up 10%. Well, some places, but you know, conceptually. So you kind of start to get that scale within your life. And I honestly think with the um, growing into wealth, it is about totally knowing that you need to deal with you on a human level, all your emotions, all your, if you've got some mental health issues, because honestly, guys, trust me, money does not make you happy. It helps. It, it gives you options. And that's why when you are investing, you need to be building wealth, not trying to build a higher income and a higher lifestyle. Mm. Yeah, and I wouldn't say money necessarily doesn't make you happy. It's money doesn't make you happier. Like if you're if you're generally sad, money won't automatically change your the way you think, right? I look at words like choices and and lifestyle and being grounded and having values and and strong beliefs and and if we stray away from any of that because we're chasing money mm. because we think it's going to make us happier then that's when we can go down the wrong path mm. that's my firm belief on things because like in my 20s I can honestly say that I thought everything I was reading 
from a wealthy point of view is like, well, yeah, it will make you happier. It, it, if you retire at 40, you'll be the happiest person alive. That's what the the script was saying when I was in my 20s. Mm. Now, fast forward 20 years, it's definitely not the case. Like it's, yes, but more money in your life gives you more choices, gives you lifestyle in some ways, if you've still got your values and your beliefs and you haven't strayed away from that, it gives you more options to be able to do more things for more people. Yeah. And I think it is that people often say, what would you want to tell your younger self? It's almost like stop striving for... And that's the dance, isn't it? Because we want people to strive and have a good career and have good investments. But I think it's that whole, you need to get to the point where you know who you are and why you are Yes. First and foremost. 100%. Because how many times have you seen someone who, you know, money just magnifies who you are? Like if you're an asshole and you had that lotto win, yeah. your name's Andrew Tate. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, it just <laughs> magnifies you. And yeah. if you're generous and you're kind, guess what? You're going to get a lot more kind and a lot more generous. And it creates a lot of arguments and fights in the world, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, it's up there with religion and mm. in terms of dividing. Like, and, and I've seen it so many times and I have so many clients that come and say, well, oh, we've, uh, we had th- our family, we had this business and then the business got sold like a farm or mm. wanted to and, and uh, we split it three ways and then it got nasty because it wasn't even for the other person and I'm like, well, okay, the true person's coming through now. Mm. Yeah. And I want everyone to think what your definition of success is because I think that's what you would need to consider first. So number one, what's your definition of success when it comes to your life and your career, not even your uh, family or health? If we talk as capitalist pig as possible, what's your definition of success? And some people might be like, I want to save up and invest and have a portfolio of a million dollars. Awesome. Why? Well, there could be a heap of stuff there. I want to retire early and have an annuity there and geo-arbitrage and live in Indonesia for five years, 20 grand a year. So that's my lifestyle. It could be, oh, look, I'm happy just to generate my career so I don't want for anything and I do a four-day work week and every day is a three-day weekend. So I think in this how to get rich, before we talk about this and the mindsets that we'll do after the break, I honestly think it is about your own definition of success and then how do we get the success to be met first? Then you'll find the money will take care of itself, maybe. Possibly. What's your definition of success, John? Um, I think it's success in many forms. Like in in, in many parts of your life, you can have success. So you Mm. might have success with your health. You Mm. might be, I don't know, you might sleep better than you've ever slept. So that's been a success, right? And and then from a wealth point of view, what does success mean? Well, it probably relates to the ability to have choices. So Mm. I think it's, and maybe this old saying is getting old, but having the choice to do what I want with who I want, when I want sort of thing. So I've never heard that saying. Never. No, I (laughs) might not be old enough if it's getting old. Maybe not. Mm. Were you but saying yeah. that walking off the ark? Have you really not heard of that? <laughs> no, I haven't. Come on, mate. <laughs> what is it? You, success the, is doing having what? Having the choice yeah. to do what I want mm-hmm. 
with who I want, mm. when I want. Mm. And why I want or? Because you want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. Like when you put all that together, it's like, oh, okay, well, that's pretty cool. I can actually do what I want with who I want. When and I want. Money's, money's no object and I can yeah. do it at midnight, right, yeah. or I can do it next week or oh, I don't have to say, well, in 10 years I'd love to do a trip around the a world. I can do it tomorrow. Mm. Well, this that actually lines up very closely to what I've been crapping on about for years now and it's that life on your own terms. Yes. So it's like I'm living life. I'm going to – and granted, everyone, it's not going to happen if you're a grad and you just started your role and you, like you've got to do the time. You've got to – we've yep. all had to do the time, right? Now, doing the time might take three years for you. It might take 10. It might take two. I don't know. But – you know, go with me. You've got to do the time. And then it could be like, I just want to live life on my terms and I'm going to plug work into my life. I'm going to plug what I want to do as a recreation into my life and really have that control and satisfaction because it's very offensive to say this, but Monday doesn't suck. Your life sucks. Mm. Your job sucks. Your career sucks. And that's very offensive. I'm an offensive person. Yeah, you're yeah, in control well, of it. You, you knew that. I was offensive. Yeah. You knew that. Yeah. So No, I just took that as, as grander. Fact, but uh, yeah. like, yeah, you're in control of that, right? So don't yeah. whinge your mind that it's Monday and you have to go to work because you chose that work. Yeah, and if you want to unchoose that, let's put a plan together and try and have that change within the next 12 months or so. Yes. Let's just get things moving. And and that's the thing, it's – it is good to say, yeah, you're laying the bed you make for yourself, blah, blah, blah. But if this is the first podcast you've heard, you may not have heard that offensive language that, oh, hang on, <laughs> you mean I don't have to wake up hating life every Monday morning? No, we need to put a plan into place. We need to be hanging around like-minded people. you know. And if you don't have like-minded people like John or myself or any of our other show hosts in your ears, that is why we do this podcast. So you have a support network. That's why we've got the Facebook group. So this episode is more about an encouragement uh, than anything. When it comes to how to get rich, we need to look at what does success look like for us? How do we achieve that? Am I clinically, mentally well? Because there has been people in you know the Facebook group and we've had them on the podcast that may have undiagnosed mental health stuff and they spend to make themselves feel whole and they go on spendy things. So I think it is all about getting to your base camp, getting to knowing who you are, what you're about, why you're about, and then going, okay, let's put a plan in place to move to wealth. Let's put a plan in place to move to living life on my own terms. Turn off all the noise to say you have to suck up a job for 15 years and then get a bonus after 15 years. No, no, do your time, get qualified, get on the right track. If you're doing a career or a job right now that you do not enjoy, trust me, guys, you do not have to do that forever. You can pivot, you can change. It might not happen tomorrow, but get the wheels in motion. And all this stuff is like, well, what's this got to do with me being rich? Well, trust me, there's a very small percentage that you are going to win 500 million US dollars very, very small percentage. But what we can do, we can learn to set up our life to be content, to be confident, to be comfortable and in control. Simple as that. And we will help you do that. Before we move on to this whole mindset piece, John, what do you reckon some of the habits and behaviours are 
to keep money. So it's all well and good to have a good job and income and invest. How do we start to have the habits in place that we've kept money in? And while you have a think, I'm going to read some celebrities that have come into riches, right? And uh, you may have heard of these. So here are some higher profile people that have basically been bankrupt. So the first one, Mike Tyson, the former world heavyweight boxing champion, he literally earned hundreds of millions, I think like $400 million. And due to his lavish spending and legal troubles and debts, he filed for bankruptcy in 2003. <laughs> so, I think he's back again though, isn't he? He's back, yeah. And this, <laughs> But this speaks to this, if you've got the power to create that, yeah. whether it's your skill, uh, whether mm. it's your art, whether it's your sporting Boxer. talent, like you've probably got the capacity to do it again. But if you can learn how to not go through spending all your money, it <laughs> probably harder. helps. Yeah. The next one, MC Hammer, and all the oldies will know that hit, You Can't Touch This. He got a huge fortune in the early 90s, but by 1996, he filed for bankruptcy due to a combination of excessive spending on luxury items and a large entourage, (laughs) as well as like dwindling music sales. So that's that whole thing. And I've shared it before, I think, on the podcast, when Michael Jackson, there's a YouTube clip He's going through this mega antique store. They closed it all and it was just him and his minders only. He's like, I'll have that. I'll have that. Oh, I'll take that. I'll take that. Just fascinating. Mm. And if you're one of MC Hammer's entourage, please uh, reach out to us. We'd love to have you on. Yeah. Kim Bassinger, the uh, award winning, the Academy Award winning actress, faced financial troubles after a failed investment in the town of. Brasselton in Georgia. She purchased the town with the intention of turning into a tourist attraction, but the venture was unsuccessful. She filed yes. for bankruptcy in 93. And, and that's it. Like I had a Don't rent. go and buy a whole town. Don't go and buy a whole town. And that speaks to diversification as well. Mm. <laughs> I mean, seriously. And this is the whole thing. It's like no one is above this. Just because you can generate lots of money doesn't mean you're actually heaps good at heaps of things. And I shared a few months or a few weeks ago on an Instagram reel that Elon Musk was like, yeah, Twitter may end because of all the changes and all the layoffs and all that stuff. It's like, you caused that. (laughs) And like, just because you're a billionaire, the principles do not change. If you buy a business, don't go and change everything the next day. Let it settle. Like, so it's just wild. Um, (laughs) A couple of more, 50 Cent, Curtis Jackson, he filed for bankruptcy in 2015. Uh, citing debts that vastly exceeded his assets. So there's a heap of lessons here about excessive spending, going full ham into investments, debt, right? Tony Braxton, the Grammy Award-winning singer, filed for bankruptcy first in 98, then in 2010. She had some contractual disputes and health issues. So some of this stuff is outside of your control, particularly the health stuff. Gary Busey, do you remember that actor? (laughs) Oh, is he like um, different point, strokes? I don't know. Far out. I'm not sure. Was he Point Break, the original? Ah, oh, right. I don't know. Anyway, he's he's a heaps popular meme character. He filed for bankruptcy in 2012 with more than 500000 in personal debt. Yeah, he had a motorbike accident in 88 and he couldn't work for some time. There's a thing about, you know, protecting your income. Mm-hmm. Uh, Larry King, the television icon, he declared bankruptcy in 1978 due to accumulated debts and failed business ventures. And Anna Nicole, well, he's dead now. Uh, He was back. Uh, He was back. No, did he die? I think he did, didn't he? I think so. Sorry. If you're listening, Larry, you 
You're still with us if you're listening. <laughs> Anna Nicole Smith, the model and actress, declared bankruptcy in 1996. Her financial troubles were compounded by legal battles over the estate of her late husband. So planning. Planning. Like there is so much to learn there. In fact, mm. I might write a book about lessons from the fallen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because no, like we just look at, you know, keep out of lots of debt, diversify your assets, don't spend heaps of money. Mm. If you can't work or if the income stops due to health, make sure you've got protection in place. Have a good estate plan. And that's it. Like you could be the best actor in the world. You can be the best singer in the world. You can be the best boxer in the world. But if you don't know these basic principles, you may get flushed. Yeah. Now they've all filed for bankruptcy. That was, yes. Well, most that, of them, yeah. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. That's the easy way out, isn't it? Mm. And to be honest, some, sometimes these bankruptcies, you know, there could be 30% of the people that I read, they were strategic bankruptcies yeah. and all that. BS about moving debt around and out of entities. But at the end of the day, the one thing I want to drill down on there was like a few of them, like the luxury spending. Yeah. You can't out earn your spending. No. It's wild. And that's why while we get started and build our sound financial house, we've got to get our good habits and behaviors in place. Get used to not spending all your money. Get used to always investing. We are not getting rich. We are building wealth. So John, while you were thinking during the celebrity bankruptcy court, uh, what are some of the things that, you know, you've recognized to keep wealth once you've amassed it? Yeah. So I think, don't want to bang on deeply too much about these things, but I think having goals and knowing five, 10 years ahead of yourself at all times keeps you grounded and focused on what you've got coming up. I think that prevents you from going off course in the short term. Having parameters and knowing uh, you mentioned there a lot about expensive tastes and and, uh, excessive spending. So having parameters in your life as to what you can give yourself to enjoy. Having discipline and just know that it's the daily decisions that that add up to the big tickets. Enjoying the wins is probably my other one. Is uh, is just like we don't want to live a boring life just because you're you're stashing it all away for the future. You've got to enjoy some now, but have those parameters. Otherwise, you you're at risk of saying, "Well, I've lived like a pauper for so long. Now I'm just going to go and blow it all because it's just been venting, and I just want to." It was there's so much build up that I now want to. Um, just have a bit of fun mm. going going too far, yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. Well, we'll take a break and we'll come back right after this. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Radio, we are back with the community section of the week, and this section is we read out things that you say to questions in the Facebook group. We can't do this without skywealth.com.au forward slash MMM. If you want to make sure your wealth stays intact, if you do have a motorbike accident or if you do have a family with debt, you've got to make sure you've got death cover. Uh, We're really vocal here about protecting things that matter most, and you can do that with income protection and all the insurances from skywealth.com.au forward slash MMM, complimentary 15-minute discussion, and they can point you in the right direction. John, we asked the Facebook group, and this kind of, it's funny how like, they kind of line up in a weird way. (laughs) We asked, what have you stopped buying because it's rubbish or bad quality? Do you want to read a couple there? Well, Adam's given the obvious one, apparently. Um, The Coke has gone downhill and the blokes want $350 for garbage, better in the zeros, as in in the 2000s. What, Uh, Coca-Cola? Yeah, I think before um, before they went maybe zero. I don't know. But there's 121 likes or Mm. laughs to that. So it's obviously got some traction. You realise what we're talking about, don't you? (laughs) I do. All right, good. All right. Well, it's a general podcast. It's for kids. <laughs> yes, I just wanted to make sure that they should be in bed you know, by now. That Coca Cola, uh, maybe it went downhill uh, when they did bring in the Coke No Sugar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. What else? Madeline, fruit and veg selected by click and collect staff. Oh yeah. I when I do any of the home delivery or the click and collect, yeah. I do not do fruit and veg. I get that myself because. Really? Well, they don't care. It's just like, oh, Glenn, you wanted four pairs. Okay, yeah. let me drop them first. <laughs> and then when I had them delivered. So sometimes with this Woolworths thing that I pay for, you get free deliveries or whatever for the year. Yeah, okay. They sometimes just send an Uber and uh, the Uber really? rocked up and I'm helping wow. unload the boot. I'm like, I'll just get my apples that are rolling around your boot. How about that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> swap swap those ones for the ones I had. No, they yeah. were all mine rolling around. Yeah, no, that's yeah. what I meant. Yeah. Um, but wouldn't you just go and do your whole shopping there if you if you had to go and get fruit and veg anyway? I hate going to the supermarket. I mean, no one does yeah. like it, but yeah, it's just all the stuff that isn't fresh. Like I can just order it, load up the house, and just duck down almost every second day and get yeah. fresh stuff. Um, this is an interesting one, this next one. It's a little bit similar to Madeline's. Like Jessica says, Uber Eats. The food usually doesn't arrive hot as a driver has to deliver a few different meals on the way and the cost is more than the convenience is worth. Never again. Mm. So I never had that problem when I was uh, a teenager or into my 20s. <laughs> well, things have changed, young man. But <laughs> so honestly, that's the downside of technology, isn't it? I kept saying it, but I did it the other day. I got a menu log of Uber Eats. So I was at TAFE and the canteen and the food on site is absolute rubbish. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, they're only, we're only doing half hour break. I'm like, oh, I'll Uber Eats 
a subway, like a sub. Right. A subway. Don't you hate when you say someone's like, <laughs> I sound old, but I am, I guess. Yeah. So I went on menu log, ordered the sub, right? One sub delivered. It was a turkey salad. Yeah. Yes, sure, I'll pay extra for avocado and sure, I'll pay extra for beetroot. I get that. $32 delivered. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not doing wow. this ever again. Like it's actually yeah. ridiculous. And this is the whole, you pay for convenience people and some of you need to stop buying Uber Eats and Menulog and get in the freaking car yourself. Yeah. Don't be lazy like me. I'm just not doing it. I'm just not paying literally probably double. That's outrageous. Well, you wouldn't get this one, but Chris says tickets to the Bulldogs games. Uh, Why are they rubbish, are they? They're going, they're going downhill. A little bit NRL like Essen or? in the AFL. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so there's no Bulldogs in AFL. Uh, there Christie, is, but not them. Yeah. Christy mm. or Kirsty said Bonds. That's the clothing brand. I would agree. Yeah. Would you? Yeah. The quality is not there anymore. Mm. Manda said election promises. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Madison, meat from Woolworths. So on the whole uh, fruit and veg thing. Interesting. Yeah, Butch, I actually agree with Madison, but I still can't be bothered stopping at Woolworths and the Butcher on the way home. Mm. Ashley said, personally can't remember the last time I bought an alcoholic drink for myself. Unpopular opinion, I'm sure. So I don't know if that's like I don't drink because my body's a temple. Yeah. Or is it I'm just hanging at the bar, giving people eyes so they buy me a drink. (laughs) Or there's just all non-alcoholic drinks now. Mm. That's the takeoff, isn't it? Um, Inga. Coffee. I paid $6.50 for a small coffee last week. Yep. It's real, particularly if you want alt stuff like soy or almond or Mm. um, oat, you will be paying. And actually, funny that we mentioned this, because I am doing TAFE two days a week, I would get a takeaway batchy on the way to TAFE, which is like $5. Yeah. Then during the break, I would walk over to Equium Social at Mayfield. Shout out. Um, you guys <laughs> well are a bit done. slow, but I still love you. Um, and then get a second coffee. And I'm like, far out. It's like over $10 for a coffee yeah. in the yeah. day. So what I did, and the only reason I had lost my um, Frank Green coffee Frank cup. Mm. No, I'm a little portable. Yeah. So the other day I went to David Jones and I bought a new Frank Green coffee thing and I'm now making my own. And I bought a thermos. And sometimes I make a big thermos and take the fellas some black coffee. So I've absolutely changed some of my spending habits off the back of this cost of living crisis. Mm, And someone said to me, me. yeah, and someone's like, far out. It must be getting bad if you're changing. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. It's just that I don't want to increase my weekly spending money. Yeah. I personally don't want to get caught up in the lifestyle inflation. No. But do you, especially local, do you feel bad that you're maybe not Helping them out as well. Yeah, yeah. That's the dance. I'm like, yeah. oh, I do like supporting local businesses. Mm. I mean, I'm probably using more ground coffee at home, but I buy that yeah. through Glee Coffee. They send it to me. So I am at least supporting them still. It's not as if I'm just getting topsoil from, you know, Nescafe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> topsoil. <laughs> anyway, we'll have yeah. more to say on this cost of living crisis in the future. Uh, let's bounce out of this segment. Thanks everyone for being in the Facebook group and having a bit of fun with us. Righty Oak, John, you've got a new program. Talk to us about this program. Yes. So 
I've developed what I've called your online property coach. Right. So basically a culmination of 25-odd years of investing and failing and succeeding and all of those in between. Uh, basically an online option for someone that doesn't want the one-on-one or, or is not in a position financially to take one-on-one coaching with us. So we developed an online version which has is basically their own login and password and and has a whole heap of videos, templates, webinars, masterclasses, tools, how to run your property portfolio, how to prepare for to buying property, the strategies involved in that. You name it, it's there. Basically from $12 per month, people can get their hands on this. So there's mm-hmm. three different tiers and you can choose what subscription you want to take there. And it works in a credit system. So everything you access there is equal to one credit and depending on what subscription you've got as to how many credits you got, which is something that we're pretty pumped Mm. about. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And is it the antidote to someone who wants to do the property things themselves or is it like, okay, sure, you don't want to engage a BA, you want to do it yourself? Who's it actually for? So it's a number of different, uh, I suppose, corners. It's it's definitely the first-time investor, someone mm. that's first starting out saying, okay, I've heard this thing, properties goes okay. It's got good track record. Let me learn about it. So there's where I go. First-time investors that have, have maybe made a purchase and got some good results, they can further education. And then seasoned investors, probably more the top end of the subscription where, okay, we just, we've got ourselves a portfolio, but we now just need to align it a little bit sharper. So that's where you'd um, get more of a one-on-one assistance. But at the end of it, confident that someone can come out and, and basically do their own thing because that's been my passion all along, as you know, is to basically teach mm. someone to be able to go and do this so that, and, and we run a buyer's agent service, don't get me wrong here, but if you buy five properties, we, we don't have to go and pay five BA fees. So what's it called? Your Online Property Coach. Your Online Property Coach. We'll put a link in the show notes. And like everything that we promote here, I have 100% confidence that John is providing decent value. I might actually have a look at that myself, John, uh, because I'm very interested. But yeah, for those who are in the property world, get into it. I'm sure you'll be talking about it more on your my Millennial Property Podcast. Maybe you can do a dedicated episode and just walk people through what it is. I will do that. Yeah, you're able to do that. Next up, we are doing our monthly kind of webinar series. The next webinar that's coming up is with Emily Wallace and I've missed a call from her. So let's just get her on the phone <sighs> live. I like doing this to people. She loves her phone too. She'll be on it. No, I tried before and she was um, oh, on the phone yeah. to the council or something. She's probably the busiest person to get on the phone. Mm. Nope, no answer. All right. Well, we'll put a link in the show notes. If you want to buy an apartment as your first home or even an investment property, while she won't be telling you 100% on the investment side, more about apartment living. So all the considerations if you are going to look to buy an apartment. She's bought lots of them for people. She knows lots about floor plans, things to consider. Uh, It will really be a, I'm actually going to tune in myself and learn because I own apartments and I just want to know more so about apartments. So Emily Wallace, the the host of the My Millennial Property Podcast with John, will be running that uh, next month. So 
yeah, get into that. And finally, we are doing a big sale all this week is the last week till Friday, the 29th of September, the My Money Journal. We're reducing them, I think, $20 half price or a bit under half price. Uh, We've sold lots of them. We want to get more moving because there might be some changes to the brand next year. Um, So yeah, we just want to get them out to as many people as possible. So thank you for supporting us if you have purchased one already and yeah, really appreciate it. So there'll be a link in the show notes to purchase the My Money Journal. This is the last week that they will be for sale. Uh, The team have done a great job putting them together. So, all right, John, if we move now to, you know, we can have some fun and be serious, but like, how does someone get rich? If someone's like, I want to make lots of money. Yeah. How do they do that? How are they going to do that? Yeah. It's easier when, this might be controversial, but Mm -hmm. it's easier when you are brought up in a location that is first world. A developed country, John. Yes, correct. We don't call it third world anymore, mate. I didn't call it third. I said called it well, first. <laughs> you were implying that. Anyway, whatever. John right. is the problem, everyone. <laughs> yeah. So unfortunately, that there's no doubt that that's the case. But if you're listening there saying, well, we haven't got a choice over that, then that's just exhibit A, I suppose. Mm. Let's go on to the, the real meaty stuff that we could have an impact on. So you're saying there's inherent privilege. No doubt. Yeah. Unfortunately... Geographical lottery. Yeah, no, yeah, no, absolutely. no, absolutely. DNA lottery, geographical yeah. lottery, like every yeah. lottery, like, yeah. Correct, yeah. So that's out of our control. Mm. Let's look at things that are in our control. I'm going to lead it. Lead it, baby. No particular order. Mindset. But mm-hmm. if I had an order, it would be at the top. Right. Yes. We've got to have the, the want and the drive to be open books, to have the self-drive and the knowledge and the mindset to be able to say can do, not can't do. So how do we get a money mindset or a, a there is more or you mm. know, get in oh, that I, mindset that, no, that's right, Mondays don't suck. It's just a day. It's yeah. something else. Yeah, so it's having um, trip hazards in our life that stop us when we start thinking that way mm. even before we say it. So mm. the thoughts and then what we're saying are, are critical and I, I think how we can overcome that if you're listening there saying, well, I'm both of those or even just one of them, we've got to start reading and listening to positive affirmations, whether they be quotes, whether they be just one-liners or books or podcasts or whatever that are really positive in our life, no matter what the situation. You know how you meet these people that no matter what happens in their life, they always have a positive spin on it. Mm. You've got to be around those people. Yeah. And if you're not then things need to change if you're really serious about this, I think. Mm. Yeah, so you're saying mindset, number one, top of the list, got to do it. Yeah. Even though those <laughs> they're in no particular order, it's extremely high for mm. me. Yeah. We've got to take educated slash calculated risks. Mm. If we want to be a good car driver, we've got to get out there and drive the car. We cannot just read about driving a car or or watching videos about how to drive a good fast car. We've Mm. got to actually get in the car and drive it. We've got to have the education first and the confidence, then we take those educated risks. Yeah. 
That was actually one of my comments about what the wealthy do. They do take risks. And we've got to realise that all risks are not bad risks. No. Um, As I mentioned in the Sort Your Career Out book, I did a whole chapter on risk. We need to avoid catastrophic risks at all costs. So Russian roulette, there's a 16% chance that you'll get a bullet in the head. You know, probably going to avoid that 100% because that is catastrophic, not prepared to take that risk. Yeah, that's life So changing. you have to avoid catastrophic risks, but there are risks that are good risks that you need to take and you need to practice um, your risk muscle. Now, in that, John, there's a few components because that risk muscle, people think investing risk, right? Like I'm going to buy an investment property or I'm going to buy a share portfolio. Yeah. But I'm talking about the other risks, about your career. So your career is the wealth creation machine of your life. Mm. You need to take some risks. Can I ask for that promotion? Have I outgrown my current role? What does my next three years in my career look like? Do I need to take some career risks? Yeah, yeah. And a good example, and I I suppose I used my own example 20 years ago, you can sit in that safe teaching job on 100, 110 grand a year for the next 20 years or 30 years. That's guaranteed almost. Or you can step outside and say, no, I want more than that because of the end result, how I want that to look like or what my lifestyle wants to look like in five years' time. Mm, Absolutely. Aligns a little bit with, well, it's a byproduct of of mindset. This next one is is a good, smart work ethic. And I had to change the way I wrote that because Mm. we were told as kids just work hard. Mm. And it's absolutely still working hard, but we've got to work smart with that. So it's a, I called it a good, smart work ethic. That's the best mm. I could come up with there. Heard it here first, people. Got to put the hours in, uh, but mm. we've got to do it in a, um, in a planned, concise manner. Well, that kind of goes what we were saying before the break. With our career and all that, like you do have to do your time, mm. yes. I think. Yeah, I think so too. Invest ASAP. So sat down with someone this morning has 600K equity in their own home, mm. could have invested conservatively seven years ago. You've unpacked so much there, John. You've unpacked that investing early, but the element that they're going through and you'd see with every second client is the mindset and the risk piece mm. and they yep. need to be reconciled. Yeah, that's right. So... I wish I did that sooner is a common one, isn't it? So mm. how can we combat that? Well, if we've got the mind, the, the right mindset and the work ethic to go and source knowledge, we'll realise that we can do it ASAP. So I think one finds the other in a way. Totally. And then the last one is quite a boring one and, and I don't think it necessarily is as important as the, the top four, but we need to maximise our savings. We need to... Mm absolutely put a chunk away each month and and know that that's guaranteed and that's also in our control. We know what we can plan for in that respect. And that speaks to, you know, the errors of the celebrity way about outspending your income yeah. on luxuries. Yeah. Like cause, yeah. no one's better than anyone. So just chill out. Settle down. Yeah. Mm. All right, Glenn, that was mine. What about yours? Yeah, so I've been doing these webinars lately and if you are a corporate and you've got a team and you want me to do a webinar, uh, just an hour or so, I'll do a 45-minute chat and then questions. And one of the things I talk about in the webinar because it is fun is how to get rich. And there's three broad ways uh, to really get rich in the 
the sense of like, I'm talking hugely millions, like multi-millions, serious yep. stuff. You know, you can get rich by amassing wealth from your income by investing property shares and all that, totally possible. But I'm talking about next stage. Yep. What, what would you say next stage is now? Because when we were, well, when I was growing yeah. up, a million dollars was a lot. I, I'm talking, you know, over five mil, like yeah. literal, real, real money, generational wealth type money, rich, yep. rich, yep, uh, wealthy, wealthy even. Um, and it's basically, I, I call it the kind of the CIA model, right? And the C stands for create. What can you create? And I use the example of Canva. So the founders of Canva, yes. they created this thing. It's not a physical product, it's digital. Like what can you create? And often when you create something and all these things in the CIA model, they provide passive income and that is income that comes in regardless of how many hours you work during the day Yeah, and they're scalable. So yeah, the first one is create. What can you create? I created the My Millennial Money brand and podcast you did. and it runs... 24-7, there's always people listening to it, always earning money from ads. Like it's, you know, I yep. created this out of nowhere. I own it all. The next one in terms of I, I call it the invent model. Like what can you invent? And it's more of that physical product thing. And I use the guys who created the Fitbit. They saw something in the market, invented a physical product mm. and it didn't exist and it, it took off. So that's an invention. And again, like- this, when you get into that serious wealth, a lot of the time it doesn't come just by investing in shares and property. It's actually taking big risks in your occupation, your trade, your creativity. And Canva, it's a billion dollar company. Guess what? I met Melanie Perkins 10 years ago, just after she'd started it. And they were still doing school workbooks for high schools. Like, yeah, right. So it is this long-term, pro, like you've just got to dig long-term. I believe in this. I'm doing it. And the third one that is A, I'm talking about the arts and I use the, the photo of Taylor Swift in my slides. So you're an artist. You're a national or international artist. So you create something, you invent something, or you're in the arts. I like it. Now, two of those things, clearly you didn't stay on the webinar the whole time the other night. I wasn't in. I thought I sent you the link. Yeah, it was for a mate who wanted it. Oh, yeah. okay. All Sorry, right. I had uh, <sighs> I'll calm down then. <laughs> like Johnny. Gosh. Yeah, but he really enjoyed it. I did, cool. So mm. that's like how you get significant wealth. And the whole thing is a lot of it is either you're a business owner or you're in a sales role. I've dedicated a whole chapter in the Sort Your Career Out book to making money. Mm. And that Very is book. You're moving outside of that sphere of trading time for money and away from the award-based system where you dictate uh, and often a lot of the time it is you running a, your own business or yeah. you're in sales for Amazon. I was talking to someone the other day, John, salesperson for AWS or Amazon, uh, which is their back-end you know, B2B business. He's an employee, earned 700 grand last year. Yes. That's wow. not going to be every year because it's cyclical or cyclical or whatever the word is. I need a few of them though. And he called me, and this is a really interesting cautionary tale. I might have shared it on uh, the career podcast a couple of weeks ago. He was telling me, oh, hey, Glenn, we've got this investment property. What do we do with it? And and I started asking questions and I was driving home from Sydney late at night. He's like, oh, have you got five minutes? I'm like, yep. And then 
they're telling me the problem. Him and his wife are on speakerphone. You know, I'm just like asking all these questions and and, the, and like it got to the point. I said, how much do you guys actually earn? And he said like 700 grand or something plus his wife's full-time income. And I'm like, what's the problem here? Oh, we've got three young kids and two cars. I'm like, yeah, what's the problem here? Like I know a lot of people who have three young kids mm. and two cars, but it all comes back to that managing your money, the sound yeah. financial house, budget, cash flow. Mm. No, I sent them the spending plan. Anyway, all that to say, you can make Series Bank being an employee, but it's usually going to be in a very niche specialty or sales role. Yeah. Or you're a business owner and you've, you can scale up. Mm. So that's really how you get rich. Now, the characteristics of a rich individual, and John has touched on some of these, but I'll just recap my list because it's really great that there is overflow because John is wealthy. I've got a dollar or two as well. It's interesting that we've both seen the same traits that we've mentioned. we never talk about our own before the show. No, we didn't. (laughs) We we sometimes do, but... um, So number one, they have a plan and purpose. So you think about Melanie Perkins from Canva. She had a plan and purpose. I've seen this thing. I need to solve this. I'm going to keep going. Because if you don't have a plan and purpose, when the going gets tough, the tough don't get going. You stop. You get thrown away. There's been dark and hard times during creating My Millennial Money, but I had a plan and I purpose and I'm keeping on keeping going. So you've got to do that. They stick to it for the long term. So within all that, plan a purpose, plan a purpose, plan a purpose, long term. Just keep on keeping on. Uh, we talked before, they take risks and not all risks are bad. Here's another one. They are very good at what they do. Now, how to build wealth and keep wealth, if you're really good at what you do and you build it yourself, you've got more of a chance of keeping it than winning lotto and spending it all mm. because you haven't revered that wealth. You've been through the... The blood and sweat the fire. as well. Yeah. yeah. And then John also touched on this, but my words was like, they always look for ways to improve. And that was kind of around your be a good employee or one of your first points. What was your first one? <laughs> uh, mindset. Mindset. No, yeah. the next next first one. Uh, take educator risk. Uh, good next, smart uh, work next, ethic. Yeah, good smart work ethic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they always look for ways to improve. And if I've got a good and a smart work ethic, yeah, yeah. I'm always looking for ways to improve. Yeah, that's good. Always. Like it. Everyone, what did you take out of this episode? Just whisper to yourself, I want to be wealthy and not rich. I want to grow my wealth. Re-listen to it if you want. Share it with someone. Yeah, and I think like you mentioned at the start of the show about the whole clickbait word that it is, and I still think it absolutely is, but what does it, all mean to you? What do you want in your life in terms of your values and and what keeps you grounded, but also what choices and what sort of life do you want to live? That's what the key out of all this. What's the next 10, 20 years mm. for you? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So there you go, everyone. We will leave it there. Thank you so much for listening. We'll have a little after party right at the end of the episode. If you are new to the podcast, sometimes John and I catch up uh, informally if the last hour hasn't been informal enough for you. And yeah, if you are enjoying the podcast, why don't you leave us a nice review? Actually, John, remember a few weeks ago, we asked people to leave a review with code words? Oh, yeah. Yeah, apricot and monkey. We'll read some of them in the show notes. But yeah, if you if you love what we do and you've got value, please uh, share this podcast episode with someone in your life. 
And uh, if you haven't already, please, we would love a review wherever you're listening. My name's Glenn James. Sorry? I heard you can't give reviews on Spotify. You can give a star, but you can't give a text. My name is Glenn James. This guy is... John Pigeon. And we'll uh, see you very soon. We acknowledge the Awabakal people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respects to their elders past, present and emerging. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. My Millennial Money supports a variety of charities, and we encourage you to consider giving as part of your overall financial strategy. If you would like some giving options, or if you're unsure about which charity you can support, head to mymillennial.money forward slash charities for more info. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement, target market determination, and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, and Glenn James are authorized representatives of Money Sherpa Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, so after party, I've just got a missed call. They left Wrong. a voice message. Should we just play it now and see what it is? Why not? I hope it's not too personal. Hey, Sorry. <gasps> oh, I've left, dropped my phone. Hey, Dependence Narelle from Falk Engineering. If you could give me a return call, please, on 4954-6955. I went to take my um, boat trailer to get rego checked. Oh, yes. And it didn't pass. And that was the trailer company. Oh. Um, because it needs new bearings. So, um, Damn, it's cost you money. Yeah. Now, what else was going to share? Oh, yeah. So, I had these clients and they inherited like <sighs> over 10 million. And I reckon within five years, they basically didn't have any left. Yes. But they, I think you, you yeah, mentioned I, them I, before. I have, yeah. And yeah. it's just always such a cautionary tale. Wow. It's like, so, the, and the, the thing that I learned from it, right, was overnight their spending habits and behaviours changed. Yeah. So overnight, and this is the funny thing, like you and I, and this sounds like we are capitalist pigs, but like you and I could actually afford say two hundred or three hundred thousand dollar car, right? 
if we actually wanted it like at all. But there's no way in the world we're going to do that. No. Like I, I'd struggle to spend more than 50 grand on a car. Like, yeah. In fact, I'd, oh, I haven't spent more than, no, I haven't spent more than $45,000 ever on a car. You just buy multiple ones of them. Just buy multiple, yeah. I have two cars <laughs> on a boat. I spread it out. I diversify the risk. But Totals up to 200. Yeah, well, no. <laughs> but what I'm getting at is if I got, you know, a million dollars tomorrow in my bank account, mm. I'm not just running out and spending $300,000 on a car. Like, no. you, you have to get to the point where your spending habits don't change. Like, yeah. sure, if you did win lotto, you may go on a nice holiday, buy a nice car and all yeah. that, but you, you've got to be very careful. I'd probably still be going, all right, we're doing a couple of grand a week. We're living off that, invest the rest. And, yeah. and if, that, if, if you need to protect yourself, this is what I was thinking in the recording that I didn't say, like why not invest in a liquid property, commercial property or residential property so you can't mm. and just live off the rent. So you're not tempted to get your dirty mitts on it. Yeah, because it, it does take almost daily discipline, doesn't it, to not mm. spend it when it is there. Mm. Yeah, I actually got a large sum of money recently mm. and like I don't need it for it. Like and it's a personal nature, everyone, like um, we'll leave it at that, but mm. nothing to do with the business or anything like that or any of my income and um, I'm always like, oh, this kind of feels weird because I don't need it. Like I haven't run out and just bought a new thing or whatever. Yeah. And I, I think maybe because I am getting older and I understand that I'm probably more mentally stable now and I don't have and Yeah. Would you have done something with it 10 years ago? Yeah, maybe. And I mean, I just put it on an offset account. Yeah. Because I, I don't actually want to invest it. I want to keep cash heavy. It's, mm. you know, on the offset account, it's getting a guaranteed 6% return. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, so, isn't it, this whole money thing? It is, yeah, and it's um, – and I'll say it quite a bit. Social media has a part to play in this mm. enviness of life, doesn't it? It's like, oh – and I, was, again, I had a clarity call this morning with someone. It's like, oh, I'm 38. I haven't bought a property yet. I've studied. I'm on good income, but I just feel as though I'm, I'm not where I should be. I'm like, mm. well, it's irrelevant, like, where you think you should be. It's like – where, where are you going now and, and how did you come to that conclusion? Oh, well, I see online or I listen to these things or I read this stuff. It's like people have already got a couple of properties and shares and all this super and whatever. It's like, well, it's irrelevant. That's You've lived your life, right? So it's personal to you, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, don't you hate – so get this, everyone. Do you ever get like inv- – I, I had this business thing, right? It was a service that I paid for in the business, right? And I got an email a couple of weeks ago and like, oh, hey, we've been, we haven't invoiced the last two years because of COVID and all that. So we'll get back onto it. I'm like, I don't even use your service anymore. Like, don't need it. And I've just got yeah. an email now. Hi, Glenn. I have attached an outstanding invoice for $275. Please arrange payment. I'm like, I don't need this anymore. <laughs> nah. Cancel. Uh, mm. Car got broken into Saturday night. You did? Mm. At home? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I locked it. But they wouldn't have gone upstairs, did they? No, my car, not my house. Oh, your car. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Well, I got broken into around a Blue Bay. Remember that time? Yeah. Yes, that's right. 
But yeah. it was when I, we were you in China. Home, yeah, yeah, we were both in China and yeah. I didn't lock the back door. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just walked in. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, they didn't break in. They walked in. Yeah. All right. mm. But they didn't go upstairs. And I know that because I had a brand new MacBook or something or iPad next to my bed. Yeah, and right. a client at the time worked for the, I called them the powder monkey people that, you know, the CSI come and, yeah. and he goes, yeah, they just, they do downstairs while people are sleeping at night. Yeah. And um, they've just gone in because they took two laptops from my kitchen table. Uh, yeah, they've yeah. gone around the back through the laundry door. And I didn't even realize that I had been broken into. Got home from, you know, China, <laughs> went through, opened the garage door into the laundry. I'm like, huh, why is the laundry door open? Like just left yeah. open. Yeah. Like, oh, Sandy, the cleaner, she must have accidentally left. Like, oh, whatever. Closed it up and went to bed. And I'm falling asleep. I'm like, hang on a minute. I did not notice my two computers sitting on my um, oh, kitchen table. Mm. Went back downstairs. Like I was like, oh, no, they were there. And then it's like, oh, I'll go and have a look. And they were gone. I'm like, ah, oh, damn it, I've been broken into. Um, yeah. But yeah. to be honest kind of would rather them do that than break glass and walk in. <laughs> yeah. But then again, they the wouldn't job. have smashed because they, you know, they might have just, I don't know. But, yeah, it's not a good feeling. Yeah. Check fools like us uh, unlock. So what did unlocked. they, did they take anything or damage the car? No, nah, I didn't damage it. I think it was just um, coins and, mm. yeah, that's it. Thankfully, I didn't have my wallet in there, which I sometimes do. Yeah, I, I leave my wallet in my car, but I, it's in the garage every night. So, yeah. okay, actually, we need to talk about this. You've got a brand new house with a big double car garage. Yes. We're well, not using it. We did talk about this um, on Sunday morning, Amy and I. It's like, <laughs> okay, we are getting that mezzanine level in the garage that allows us to put all our shite up on mm. top so that we can get at least one car, if not two, in. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So you'll have to come around. It's actually, yeah. Yeah. Because I think I rocked up the day you moved in, which was not pleasant. But <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> no, nah, you, you come bearing gifts. Um, yeah. yeah, when you're down this way. Yeah. No, we'll have to um, maybe because I'm going to America. Actually, what we probably should, mm. let's, because um, I go to America in October, maybe over the next couple of weeks, I might just come down there and maybe we'll record in person and then get lunch or something. Yeah, let's do that. So just what I, not school holidays. Yeah, ugh, no thanks. Um, also, what I'm going to do next time we're recording, had you ever met Jess Brady? Mm, she was financial advisor, Sydney, yeah. So. yeah. so I had oh, her on. We might have, yeah, might have interviewed her in Sydney. <gasps> yeah, yeah, I don't know, either way, a million yeah. years ago. I had her on the podcast the other day. Yeah. Good reaction. And I think what we'll do is, Next time we're recording, I actually sent her an invite for next fortnight. Oh, yeah. or next time we're recording, I think, to join both of us oh, yeah. um, just to kind of um, introduce maybe another host mm. just to mix it up a bit and, you know, if I'm not around, um, yeah. there is someone else who knows what the hell's going on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> She's still practising oh, That was a dig at you. Are you not paying attention? <laughs> well, I thought her for um, ducks back. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's Did still lying. Did you point at me? No, but nah. I'm like, I was, yeah, just, nah. I was just chipping away. That, yeah. um, no, no, it's just, yeah, I, I do want to get another kind of voice, whether, yeah. you know, do interview, 
episodes with you, doing with me. Yeah, female um, voices are good. And Sarah from New Zealand, she's doing the listener story episodes, which has been, been good. She's she awesome. I sent her a message the other day. And I was like, you're the best decision that I've made in the business for <laughs> friggin' how long? Now you're chipping right away. Pretty much. Mm. So, yeah, no, but she's awesome. She's just an awesome interviewer. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be cool. But, yeah, we'll get Jess on and, um, yeah, because the whole thing is like you and Emily and even Shell, there's no time in your you guys' weeks for it to be like record more episodes. Like, so we need to get other people in. Yeah. So I'm just kind of doing a bit of a a live trial with uh, with Jess. Good on you. Yeah, so that's good. Won't mm. impact any of your revenue, John. Um, <laughs> that was nice of me not to ask for a cut of your course, wasn't it? Didn't you? No. Uh, no, I'll, you, I'll, I don't owe you money. I want you to do well. <laughs> Very noble of you. Yeah. yeah. No, that's good. Everyone, yeah. I, I like money like the next person, but, you know, I want John and his business and family to do well from everything he does. So it's wealthy, can, not rich. Wealthy. Yeah, that's it. That is a wealthy mindset, isn't it? Yeah. Other people to grow with you. Yes. Where rich is gimme, gimme, gimme. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really annoyed right. that um, Emily didn't answer. I like yeah. doing random phone calls. All right. Here's a test. Mm. What if I ring her? Yeah, try it. Put it on speaker and put it next to your microphone. Nah, she's busy. Mate, imagine if she answers <laughs> my call. Hold it closer to the microphone. She's not answering. But it'll be interesting. Two missed calls, one from Glenn, one for John. Who do you call back first? Mm-hmm. We're just going to wait a couple of minutes, everyone. <laughs> Who would still be listening to this BS? <laughs> everyone has literally just heard a business update with me and John in real time. Yeah. It saves me that's, telling you. I don't care if everyone real hears it. it gets. Yeah. Who else could we call? All right, I'm giving her 30 seconds and I'm going. All right. I'm doing Sydney Marathon this weekend and it's going to be 32 degrees. Oh, gosh. Is that the city to surf? No, that's Where? 14K. The Sydney Marathon, back when they created it, it's 42.2. Oh, is that all? Mm. Where, do they, where do they run from? I think it starts at Milsons Point, goes mm. over the bridge, hangs around through Piemont. Yep. Yangaroo. Uh, yeah. We'll go Barangaroo then Piemont, but sure. One or the other. Macquarie's Chair, um, Centennial Park a few times and then bangs into the uh, Opera House. Yeah, right. Hmm. Oh, good luck. Drink up. Don't Doing stop it for it. Orange Sky Laundry. Oh, that's the mobile. Um, mm. Yeah. Wash clothes. Chat can they swing past my house? <laughs> Mate, you're not homeless. You don't qualify. No, I'm a renter. It's basically homeless. All right. Emily's not calling back, everyone, so that sucks. No, everyone, message back. Emily Wallace in her Instagram. Be like, heard Glenn and John tried to call you today on both of the podcasts or on both lines. Um, she rejected. Rejected. Chat. All right, bye. All right, 
Uh, Emily just called me after this after party, so I'm going to call her back and we'll see who she was going to call back first. Hey, how you going? Good. Hey, um, thanks for calling me back. That's all right. John called me too. Are you guys calling about the same thing or something else? Yeah, we were. Have you called John back yet? Yeah, I did. He didn't answer. Oh, awesome. Who did you call first, me or him, after the missed calls? Um, uh, I think him. Oh. But I called, but I called you because I missed you earlier and yeah. I called you back. Yeah, right. Then, and then I called back John. Right. Yeah. Okay. What's, what's happening? No, that's right. I'm just... um. We were we were we we're calling you live during the podcast, and we both uh, called you, and we we're like, "Who's she gonna call back first? And uh, from that call, I called John back first. Oh, <laughs> anyway, don't say anything weird, but I'm recording this because I'm putting it up as the part of the after party because I was oh, hoping okay. that you would have called me back first, and it would have been a got you for John. But while we've got you, yeah, uh, tell Welcome us about the supermarket. Is this okay? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. What, are you cold or worse or Aldi? I'm actually in the food works. Oh, gosh. Local, local food works. Oh, nice. Yeah. So the apartment workshop webinar that you want to do, just yeah. who, who's it actually for? Oh, it's predominantly for first-home buyers who want to buy a great apartment so, um, and probably have mum and dad telling them they shouldn't buy an apartment. Right. Because when I was doing the um, sales pitch for the webinar, I was like, yeah. you'll talk about heaps of considerations from yeah. floor space to level to everything. And there'll be yeah. heaps of time for Q&A because you've bought and sold many of apartments for people, so. Yeah, 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 definitely. Sweet, yep, for sure. Um, sweet, sweet, yeah, sweet. I mean, anyone really who wants to buy an apartment, but it's probably targeted a bit more at first-term buyers, yeah. I would say. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Well, we'll put a link in the show notes, everyone. And, uh, yeah, Emily will be doing that for first-home owners very soon. So thank you, Emily. My pleasure. Are you still sitting in your, re- in your recording chair? Yes, You've been sitting there all day. Pretty much. Like, it's been hectic. It's 5 p.m. now. I've recorded, well, I've done two big episodes and I've just recorded a heap of ads. Yeah. And I've got a webinar tonight, so I'm just really... um, Another webinar? What's tonight's one? uh, I'm doing it with um, CBA for their staff. Oh, cool. So, yeah. Yeah. so, yeah, just getting a bit more back into this webinar. I've got my setup happening. But, yep. in fact, it is in an hour. I need to go and have a shave yeah, and, um, yeah, get ready. All right, thanks That's for that. Fun. We'll see you yeah, soon. Thanks. Okay, okay bye. bye.